That's like because five, because six, seven, eight, seven, uh, seven, seven, yeah. seven, eight, nine, seven, eight, nine, <laughs> seven, eight, nine, <laughs> six, seven, eight. <laughs> Seven, eight, nine. I can picture Kelsey trying to tell that joke as a kid. Yeah. Damn it. Six, seven, eight. Why is six afraid of seven? Six, seven, six, eight. Seven, eight. <laughs> what? Wait. <I> mean. what? <laughs> God. Now, boomy, boo. boomy. I want Kelsey it. Kelsey finally gets a boo. I welcome it. <laughs> Hi, I'm Rose. Hello, I'm Kelsey. Hi, I'm Gloria. <laughs> and apparently we're feeling 22 because this is chapter 22. I'm feeling 20. I love yep. the like, I don't know about you, bitch, I hope the fuck you do. No, it's like a TikTok sound or like, oh, they they did that with, um, how did you get here bitch i took the bus, took the bus. <laughs> yeah nobody's supposed to <laughs> our be friend- here i don't give up <laughs> our friend did that not tiktok <laughs> really i thought juliet yeah i thought she was like reciting it from tick from uh like oh. a video oh maybe oh okay. this was like 10 years ago so i thought she was just the originator of that <laughs> oh okay that's okay we'll give her the credit Jules. maybe she's a from it's from a youtube video or something yeah I don't know. She brought it into our lives, though. Okay, yeah, yeah. she did for sure. Well, we'll say that you know, <laughs> I don't know about you is um, Athena, and then bitch, I hope the f you do is Cersei. <laughs> yeah. Wait a yeah. second. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nicely Thank you. done. She grabbed that wheel. I did. Cersei, take the wheel. Oh God! Take, take the wheel. Thank you, Aaron Neville. <laughs> I don't know why. Every time I hear Aaron Neville, I just think about Gloria and her amazing Aaron Neville impression. Mm-hmm. Literally, I was listening to Chris's music the other day, and he was like, Rawr, and I was like, "Oh, there!" I, I just laughed myself. Gloria, yeah, where's like, Gloria? Gloria? Oh my gosh. Gloria here? Is Gloria here? It's so good. You know, I have to give props to Horatio Sands, though, because he did a really great Aaron Neville yes. on SNL. Cocoa butter. <laughs> Just like, it's kind of like the, like, Jimmy uh, Jimmy Fallon and Justin Timberlake's uh, Bee Gees also. Yeah. They're yeah. pretty good at that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Gloria, you know, I know you have a good Aaron Neville impression, but maybe you have a good impression of what happened in this chapter for us, too. Wow. Ooh. I thought you were tired, Rose. Don't, I know. Don't push I know. What luck. happened? Don't I'm getting my it. second win. You, you get one good segue an episode, and this that was not that was not it. Oh, <laughs> that was <laughs> okay. way harsh, Kelsey. It's the beginning. Way harsh, Ty. It's the beginning. <laughs> So I uh, started my summary with a shout out to T Swift, but that was I stole I stole it. Me, so I er, that's I, okay. You're so. right. I usurped it from you. <laughs> Good. What's the sound of usurping? Like, <laughs> yep. But it's like a <laughs> because they like expect a chair to be there and then they hit the ground. <laughs> what happened to my throne of swords? <laughs> <laughs> my God, that's how gone missing. <laughs> Hast thou seen mine throne? Hast thou seen mine seat? <laughs> mine seat. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, 
Okay. So we have this weird Monica Brandy mother and son thing going on. It's like the boy is mine. That's <laughs> the exact thing that I thought of when I was reading this too. Yeah, but it's in a different context. He's mad. No man. He's man. No man. Yeah. Like, it's like the whole <laughs> He's mad. No man. Um, sorry, I'm, I'm hitting the red. Make sure you turn your radio down a little. Um, but – yeah, it's so it's in a different context because they're like hanging out with each other's sons and kind of like competing for, or well, they I feel like they just kind of get along better with each other's yeah, sons, right. and so that's maybe like something to read into. But for now, uh, we have Penny, as I'm going to call her, in the background, Penelope <laughs> weaving morning Close clothes. Personal friend of yours, yeah, old Pen and I. Um, so she's weaving some morning clothes because, as you might remember from the end of our last chapter, Cersei let her use Mo- her morning clothes, not morning clothes, right? Yeah, m- m- morning, morning, morning clothes. I'm close to crying. <laughs> yeah, close to crying. Wow, that's a great tagline. You should start a line. Close to crying. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it could be anything because it's like mm-hmm. some people want like bright colors at their funeral and stuff, so. I think you got yep. something there, Kelsey. Uh, I'll work on it. Workshop it. So Penny is weaving her mourning clothes for mm. her departed husband, Odysseus. And um, so I was just thinking, imagine being so talented, you don't even have to bring clothes on vacay. Just like weave them with the new Daedloom 2000. <laughs> Daedloom! I have the Daedloom 98. It's not as Ooh, good as Oh, does it like model. make that grinding noise when you try to like, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> they fix that in the 2000 model, so shit. Yeah. So that's kind of the setting scene. But then the main action that we see is we open with the mother and son walk. So I know there's a lot of mother and son going on here, but this is Cersei and her Telly, since they're both Telly. So I decided he's going to be T2 since Telemachus, mm. Odysse- or Telemachus, Penelope's son, was born before Telegonus, Cersei's mm-hmm. son. So he's T2. He does have seniority. Yes. <laughs> so Cersei eventually finds out that it was Penny's idea to come to the island, but it was very vague. So mm-hmm. she does. So Cersei remembers that Odysseus said that Penelope had a way of bewitching people, no pun intended. Mm-hmm. And so, so Telemachus does say at one point, no one can guess what my mother is doing until it is done. So she's got this kind of like way of manipulating, persuading people, but very gently because she's so soft spoken and so sweet and a flower petal or however they describe her. So <laughs> she then gets some alone time with T1. Or since we're in Greece, I was thinking maybe <laughs> they use some Roman numerals and we can call them TI like the calculators we all know and love. Ooh, I was thinking like the rapper. <laughs> yeah, or that. <laughs> whatever your uh, whatever your flavor. So he's like, can you j- – I know you spent a lot of time with my dad. Like, I'm a grown man. You don't have to, you know, tiptoe around the truth. Can you just tell me kind of what he was really like and, like, what he told you? So she tells him the director's cut, unrated version of <laughs> his father's life. <laughs> Which is basically what she the opposite, which is basically the opposite of what she told T two, including the Cyclops, which was like the first ever oh, yeah. dad joke. Because it's <laughs> like so they come upon the Cyclops. He is not the friendliest, so 
uh, Odysseus ends up blinding him with like a hot poker, I think. And so since he's blind, they're able to escape under the bellies of his sheep. And so when he tells him his name, it translates to no one. So then when he's running, the Cyclops is running out blind and he's like, ah, no one did this to me. No one Odysseus blinded is sitting me. There. Yeah. With <laughs> no his dad joke. Like, ah, gah, 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 gah. <laughs> no one did this to you. Ha ha ha. So who's on first? But then, right. But then it's you. He's so he's so proud. Sorry. I just I, <laughs> yeah. that was like so good. You. I saw it <laughs> on <clip>. you. <laughs> you. You did you this segment. About? No, I didn't. What are you talking about? No, I, I never didn't. did. What are you talking? I saw it on a show called You. What? I never You did saw this. it on a show called and then she says her name. Yeah. <laughs> Laura Ingram. Uh-huh. Just a fucking Laura. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, so no one did this to me, and the people around him were like, what? Okay, so then shut up. Like, if no one did anything to you, then whatever. <laughs> but then Odysseus is so proud that when they're almost all the way escaped, mm-hmm. when they've almost gotten away, he says, actually, it was Odysseus. Boom. And he has to <laughs> reveal his name because he wants that excitement. He wants the credit. He doesn't want to be no one. So... Uh, so then T1 or TI talks about how angry he is at his dad. I mean, he just lets it go and no holds barred. He's like, you gave me the unedited version of his life. I'm going to give you the unedited version of how I feel about my dad. He talks about how angry he is at his dad and how he, Odysseus would rather put his own life and his family's lives at risk than be nobody. Because yeah. that's like the worst thing to him. Yeah, it says a lot. So, Yeah. So Cersei tries to comfort him by saying that they might see each other in the underworld, um, which is, I guess, kind of a comforting thought. Like, you'll see him again someday. And then, you know, they can sit there, reconcile things, maybe over a nice hot cup of brimstone <laughs> in the underworld. Um, but then Cersei <laughs> realizes that she'll never. Hot. Yeah. Sorry. Maybe just blow on it a little. <laughs> <laughs> Smells kind of sulfury. Is that a um, hint of sulfur? Yeah. <laughs> Did you get a sprinkle of sulfur on yours? Mm. What's that uh. aftertaste? <laughs> Death. Um, so yeah, it's kind of like, okay, Cersei, that's not a very comforting thought. Maybe it is, but then I mean Cersei realizes that she'll never get that with anyone because she'll never die. Mm-hmm. So she's kind of jealous that he will get that reunion maybe in the afterwork afterlife or underworld. So she then very subtly, actually just kidding, it was very abruptly, changes the subject to ask T1 why they're here, since T2 got bewitched and couldn't remember why they were there. Um, but it's she doesn't have much luck with that, because T1 doesn't know either why they're there. So she's like, dang, I also just have to figure it out for myself. Or I was thinking maybe ask the source directly. So we turn the page and, oh, look, she took my advice. So she... <laughs> Kind of has already <laughs> figured it out already, but she boots the boys. Well, no, she waits for them to wake up the next morning. She's just kind of seething overnight, which a lot of us have done because she has this vision of like going and banging on her door and ripping her out of the room and being like, Penelope, what are you doing here? Blah, blah, blah. Just tell me. Mm-hmm. But she composes herself and sleeps on it, which I'm very proud of our girl mm-hmm. for doing. Mm-hmm. In the morning, 
everybody comes together for breakfast and she kind of boots the boys outside and gives them a task to do. And she turns to Penelope and says, I know you're running from someone who it be. <laughs> and she so says, I know you, bitch. Penny is calmly like, yes. I know your kind. <laughs> right. Mm. Penny's like, very calmly, yes, we're being chased. I thought you might protect us. So then Cersei gets mad and they have a battle that goes something like this. So do you guys uh, want to play some parts for me? Sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> who, who? We're going Let's into Greek to Peace Theater. All right. Ooh. Ready for my lines. <laughs> it's in the document oh, no, that's if not you want to open Wait, what, what song is that? <laughs> Graduation. <laughs> that's the Star Spangled be, Banner, yeah. right? <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. Oh, maybe that's the beginning of like, I'm Laura. What is? What, I'm Laura Linney, and this is Masterpiece Classic. <laughs> oh. Oh. Yes. Yeah. We need the red curtains to part. Mm-hmm. So who Okay. Okay, I wanna be um um I wanna be Penelope. Because Penelope? I wanna I wanna <sighs> um you get to be mad Rose. Great. Or you wanna you wanna be I don't be I I don't care either way. Just do you wanna be C or P? <laughs> I'll be actually I'll be okay, Cersei. You do it. Cersei. You do it. All right. Okay, uh, Gloria, count us in here. Yeah, and we can cut this. So, I mean, if you want, you can take a minute and read through your lines before you say them, or you can just kind <clears> of <throat> do it spur of the let's moment. Let's do it spur of the moment. Let's, yeah. Spur okay. the moment. Jump in. Let's, fuck it. Let's do yeah, it live. Yeah, doing do it live. live. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're setting the scene for the battle between Cersei and Penelope that we <laughs> have <Interior> been. day. <laughs> we've been leading up to this whole time. Cersei sits at the hearth. So Cersei whips around and says, Your son said his that is nothing but misery. What do you think he says about you? Ooh. Penelope, with a blank stare, sips her tea. I know your man told you about me. Did he tell you about the tea? Uh-oh. Penelope, with shaking hands, sips her tea. I know you hear me. Speak or be pharmacud. You already pharmacud all over my island and killed my man, okay? Nah, that was my boy. With your weapon. Damn. I miss him. Yeah, you mentioned that. I'm not sorry it was my lover or my son. Well, you won that one. Ah, uh, so that's why you're mad. It's payback, bitch. This is Ayaya, my house, my rules. Oh, you want me to beg? Oh, precious princess, first of thy name, yada, 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 on my knees. Get up. Finn. <laughs> I love it. Okay. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. I hope we did your script well. I hope we did it justice. Oh, you did? Yes, I hope we did it justice. Do you feel like that's an accurate summary, or do you feel like there's anything we need to add? I concur. That sounds good to me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That, that about sums it up. Pretty much how it happens. Okay. Yeah. And there this was... has been Masterpiece Theater. I feel like I'm in <laughs> no, a library. That was actually pretty close. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, cl the curtain closing. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. Excellent. Excellent. They are available. I was Laura Linney, and that was Masterpiece Classic. 
<laughs> Who are you now, Laura Linney? I was. Oh gosh! What's happening to Laura? (laughs) What's happening to Laura Linney? She's a lizard. (laughs) Speaking of talent for hire, Rose and Kelsey are both available for voiceover work or even live Mm, action film. My rate in is fifty seven hundred dollars an hour. So Jesus you know, Christ. If you can afford, I'm just <laughs> yes. And mine is twelve hundred on top of that finder's fee. Oh yeah. <laughs> just kidding. <Agency>. So, <laughs> yeah. I need that money. I got I'm gonna send two kids to college, apparently. Who yeah. knows? At this rate of inflation, it's gonna be a million dollars each. Rose's family is growing by two feet. Yeah, two feet that keep kicking me everywhere. Ugh. Oh boy. <laughs> I thought that was funny the first time I heard it. I was like, that is so clever. And then the next 96,000 times I heard it, I was like, (laughs) okay. So, okay. So they have this battle. The ladies lay it all out in the open more so than they already have. I mean, so they go a little bit further and they finally see Odysseus as the problem, which good job. Like anytime you're fighting over a man, it's almost always his fault. So Right. I imagined them as like that Spider-Man meme where he's pointing at himself. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Wait a minute. We have the same Wait. problem here. Right. I think it's we have a common enemy. This one person. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And see, it's, it's like guys usually don't have a problem. If they're fighting over a girl, they know it's the girl's fault and they like bro shake it out and then maybe like th- punch each other a couple times and then it's over and they're friends. But women, <laughs> for some reason, sometimes uh, have an oh, issue with set that. of rules. Yeah. Oh, there's a set of rules. And I'm not saying always. We go for hours in this topic. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> That's a different but podcast. Join us yeah. next season four. No, I'm just kidding. Not yet. <laughs> That's in Kelsey's other podcast. Yes, that <laughs> is. Called Love in yeah. LA. Love in Los Angeles. Yeah. Love in Los Angeles. Check them out. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So Penelope does something super rude. Well, I guess, I mean, not really, because she was the wronged one, but she kind of recounts their love history to her and is like, we were so super in love and successful at first, but then war tore us apart, which it it usually does. War is is not kind. Well, I don't want to say usually, but a lot of times, you know, war has torn a lot of families apart. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. Um, so when he came home, when war was over, he couldn't do what he was so good at at home because there was no war at home. So he tried to become like a consultant soldier kind of, he's like, Hey, do you need an advisor? Do you, do you, do you? And everybody's like, no, thanks. We're good. Um, So then he kind of lost it, which is very real because we see that happen to a lot of people who lose their purpose, whether it's like a returning soldier or a retiree Mm -hmm. or something, when they lose their purpose, they just lose themselves. So PTSD city. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it turns out that Athena is PTSD. So she turns out to be the culprit (laughs) because she Mm -hmm. revs him up when he is able to actually calm down. She just like gets him right back into that war mood because she is the goddess of war. So makes sense. She is right. Okay. I just want to make sure I'm not misspeaking. (laughs) There's, I think there's two gods of war and I think she's like a god of a certain type of war, but she's she's like war war and wisdom, I think. Yeah, what they yeah. Say. And there's yeah. someone else who's like war and something else, and they're more of like the combat, and she's more of like the the wisdom behind going to war, or not the wisdom, but like the like you know, it's not just about like going and fighting people. There's a lot of 
more tactical things that have to happen. Yeah, right? maybe it's like mental war and physical war or yeah, like strategy yeah. and and war. Yeah. Cuz it's Mars, right? I don't I think that's his Roman name. Aries. Aries, that's it, yeah. I think Mars and mm-hmm. Aries are the same person. Cuz you know how all the I gods so have too. like a have Greek Roman and names. a Roman name. But yeah, I think you're right, Rose. I think it's Aries in Greek. So Ares was known for his thirst for battle, and Athena is like for justice or like the art of war. Mm-hmm. Okay, perfect. That makes sense. So basically, the issue is, and why they're here hiding from Athena is now that Athena's pet was dead, she came for his puppy, basically. So she came for T1 or TI. <laughs> and so that's why they're on the run. That's why she was like, I know that we would be safe on this island. Because Penelope has always lived her life by the motto, time heals all wounds. But she feels like she's wasted enough time already, just kind of waiting for closure or things to change. And she is a very patient person, but to a fault, because sometimes things don't change and you're just sitting there waiting, wasting your life. So she also knows that she'll have no time with her son once Athena has him. So she, being impressed with Cersei's resume with Athena, (laughs) um asks her to protect them essentially to give them some time together to kind of reconcile their wounds and fix their relationship uh, and then just to have time together period so then Cersei creepily basically says the same thing to Penny that she said to Penny's husband which is it's winter no time for ships to sail so you guys can stay a bit longer (laughs) because I don't know if that sounded similar to you guys to what she said to Odysseus yeah uh, when he was trying to leave multiple <laughs> times. Yeah. But I was just kind of creeped out by that. And that's the end. Interesting chapter this was. Yeah. Yes. Penelope strikes me as that kind of person that's like, like a pod person, you know? Like very like, that's okay. Yeah. I yeah. can't do that right now, Hal. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing, Dave? I feel like so far all the characters are so rich in like, you know – the author really does a good job of like laying out their all their dimensions and their cards pretty soon, right? Or like to an extent. And I feel like Penelope is just like such a very shrouded, very shrouded. Yeah, like we just like, don't know mysterious. that much about her. Mysterious. Yeah, mysterious. Yeah. I think it's the first character that's like there's not even like there's like one dimension so far to her. Like it just feels like what what's going on here? You know, maybe the author is doing that so that we are just as confused as Cersei and like befuddled by her and her intentions and what she truly is like after. Because I, I remember, I think it was last week, Kelsey, you saying that like you just didn't know about her. You're mm-hmm. like, I don't know about this lady. I don't know how I feel about her. Yeah. Yet. Mm-hmm. She's very, even still, that we know. You know, that she did come here on purpose. I still don't feel like I know everything about her or like I still have have questions or concerns about her, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like this is such an incredible novel and I maybe I'm being nitpicky, but I feel for the first time reading, especially since I'm reading it the second time, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm kind of like, could we have written her a little better? I just feel like especially because – Penelope is someone who's been popularized by the Odyssey. And I think Madeline Miller's whole point of this novel is to give people voices that didn't have a voice. 
and Penelope really didn't have a voice. I mean, she's seen as the doting, loyal wife who mm-hmm. waits all these years for her husband, happily waiting, waiting, waiting. And like I do think, you know, later in the book, maybe it's in this chapter a little bit too, you know, you kind of understand why. Like she always waits. And then you do get to see like she was like, I was always planning and scheming too. We were going to conquer the world together like Odysseus and I. So you see, you understand like what like attracted them to each other. But I just feel like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if it's just me. I just feel like she just falls a little flat mm-hmm. as a character. Mm-hmm. So far, and, yeah. You've read yeah. this before. So, but, but I mean, for me, somebody who's going through it the first time, I'm definitely like, so is that it? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. like you said, everybody, one of you guys said, everybody is so rich so far in this book. Uh-huh. That so far, I'm just like, she's been here a few chapters now and I'm not getting much from her. But, yeah. you know, we've had people who have seemed a certain way and, and mm-hmm. you know, turned it around in the next couple of chapters. So. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I think also she's just not as strongly like felt about, you know, even with Pacifei, it's like she's one of those characters that – you feel differently about her later in the book when you find out more about her. But um, at the beginning, it's just easy to like hate her. And and she's described in a way that it's like someone we all know. And we're like, oh, that girl, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas I feel like with Penelope, it's harder to like put a name or a feeling to her character as easily, right? Like it's not like, oh, that girl. It's like, no, I don't know that girl. I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like – because I, I felt the same way when I was reading this, but then I felt like maybe it was intentional, like that she lived so much in the background and lived for Odysseus and lived for her son that they kind of overshadowed her and she lived in the shadows and she didn't really develop her own personality or she had yeah. one, but she just never mm-hmm. manifested it because – She'd mm-hmm. had no reason to because she was like, I yeah. live for my husband. I live for – because she could tell that she really was very loyal to him, like they all said. But you could tell that she really still loved him a lot. And so mm-hmm. I feel like that sense of loss was like a loss of her life that she could have spent doing something else. But he was her life. And so when he was gone, her life was gone. And that's why she's clinging to T1 so much. Yeah. <laughs> I I think you're – right on the money there and I, and now that I think about it there are a lot of women even today whose their whole identity is in their husband and their children people who when their kids leave for college go through these like crazy depressive states because it's like wait my whole life was yeah. doing this and now they're all gone um you know what do I do and it is almost kind of a tragedy hearing about Penelope in this way because it seems like she did have these plans and she wanted to do these things and then she got caught up at the whims of Odysseus doing, you know, whatever he wanted mm-hmm. on his timeline and so her timeline to conquer the world just got thrown out of the window while she waited and waited and waited mm-hmm. and waited for him. So that's a really interesting perspective, Gloria, and I le- like I that's very true. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Huzzah. But yeah, I hope we find out more about her. But if not, then I'm satisfied with, with what she represents so far. Interesting. I'm eager to see what happens. Yeah. yeah. You know, it could be like a Daedalus situation where we get lured in by like a friendship of, of or like a 
we get lured in with the possibility of good things happening before it's ripped away from us again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. Poor Kelsey, you've been traumatized <laughs> by this book. Traumatized. I totally Seriously. missed a better name for the loom, by the way. Instead of a date loom, it should be a, a data loom. Data loom. Two thousand. Yeah. Shame on me. <laughs> Why didn't I think of that? Um, I do have two candles if no one has anything Ooh. else to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's hear them. This one was kind of a nebulous chapter, um, or I guess not nebulous, but more like figurative sense than literal. Uh, because So they mention the wine. Uh, I feel like wine comes up a lot in this chapter, um, and a lot of stuff is is discussed over wine. So it's a wine, it's a candle that smells like wine, but it's called the tea because everybody's just spilling the tea. <laughs> um, and then there is uh, the storm because it also seems to be raining or wet throughout this whole chapter, which I kind mm-hmm. of feel like sets the mood. And mm. so it's called the storm because it's kind of a storm oh, of I emotions like and then a literal storm outside. So once again, our candle that smells like wet earth and plants and fresh, freshly washed vegetation and stuff, which is a smell that I really mm. love. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not mad that it I keeps coming up. I would love to smell up. that candle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all I have for candles this week. Glow's candle corner. Glow's candle corner. Candles with glow. Candles with glow. <laughs> Sounds like one of those late night commercials, <laughs> right? I feel like from the 90s, we got to mm-hmm. do like the like pastel colors swooshing by. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Candles with glow. Candles with glow. <laughs> it's like, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard me and Jeff do our Delilah's, Kelsey. It's Delilah. Where are you cruising tonight? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I no. Delilah. <laughs> oh, Delilah. Oh, no. Yeah. <sighs> Well, we great chapter, guys. I know, yeah. It's a short one. It's a short but one. But it's a it's short a little, one. It's a little it's a little appetizer chapter to see what's coming up next. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a little breadsticks, it's a little little cheese sticks, a little grissini. Little calamari, you know? A little thimble of bris- brimstone. A little thimble of <laughs> I'm sorry, that was like my favorite part of your summary. It's just like over a hot cup of brimstone. <laughs> Very good. A plus. Well done. Well done. Well done. Thank you. Well, we'll see you guys next week. And um, and let us know how you thought of uh, Kelsey and I's acting skills. And again, yes, we are available for voiceovers. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, our rates are negotiable. Okay. Mine are set in stone, but whatever. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. CPOV. CertainPOV.com.